So for me, um, that I think that's the biggest issue was was it's something I'd always wanted to do, but never knew how to get involved or intimidated by contacting these people or just show up. The Life in Motion podcast is brought to you by Actual Outdoors. They help build beautiful brands that highlight the approachable and authentic parts of outdoor recreation. Said simply, they keep it real. Learn more at actualoutdoors.com. This is a Life in Motion audio experience, a podcast about travel, action sports, culture, and more. What's up and welcome to episode 105 of Life in Motion. I've got Trent Dixon with me who is no stranger to taking the path less travel and seeing all that Virginia has to offer. He also volunteers at many nonprofits that make the outdoors more accessible, sustainable, and welcoming. I'm excited to hear his story and see why it's so important to give back to your community. Trent, thanks for being on the show today. Hey, how are you, Jeremy? Doing, doing great, doing great. You know, enjoying this the summer heat uh, out here in Missouri. I'm from Virginia, so I know how it goes. It's it's pretty much mirrors the humidity and heat. So I, I get it. Right. Yeah, it's, <laughs> uh, it's 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 about the same here. I've I've uh, I've actually been to Missouri a lot, so uh, I I would actually say it's probably one of the hottest summers I've ever experienced was out in uh, Quincy, Quincy, Missouri. Oh, okay. So, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yes. I think that's uh, north north of us here in Springfield. So that's that's awesome yeah we'll, we'll get by just more uh more river trips right yeah yeah you know i haven't uh i need to get out on the uh is it the mississippi river out there get, um get there go tubing or is it the missouri yeah the, well i think the missouri um and this is my geography is terrible obviously um i think the missouri goes into the mississippi so they might like yeah share the same river i know it's a really big river (laughs) so compared to what i'm used to sitting around here uh it's a big river that moved a lot of stuff so yes yes. Uh, it's funny because everywhere i've lived uh you know has had some sort of access to water that's always been like the main theme in my life for some reason and uh when i came here and saw the james river uh downtown richmond uh you know it's just very captivating i you know, I don't really remember the first time I laid my eyes on it, but it's just uh, a unique experience getting to see that uh, inside a, a major city um, like Richmond. Yeah. Um, but, but it goes back to, you know, I've seen the, the Mississippi or the Missouri, whichever one is there in St. Louis. And uh, each time I'm, I'm so impressed because I feel like I grew up playing in creeks. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely different. And yeah, the, the James out in Richmond is, is beautiful as well. Um, so so before we get uh kind of started in some of the, you know, you mentioned traveling around a little bit, living in different places. Before before we get into some of that, or I guess this would probably lead into it, but what is uh what's what's Trent's origin story? You know, where are you from, where you grew up, kind of hobbies you had uh growing yeah. up, sort of what what kind of led you led you down this path? Gosh, you know, it's it's funny you just wake up one day and and you're like almost 40 years old <laughs> and you're, you're kind of proud of yourself because you, you know, you managed to live that long, uh, yeah. especially looking back at all the silly stuff that you did. But, uh, yeah, I, my story, I guess, starts in Lexington, Kentucky. Um, okay. you know, I was born there at the good Samaritan hospital and, uh, I just kind of grew up, uh, being outdoors. My parents were really outdoorsy people. So, um we were we spent a lot of time at the like our our version of a vacation was uh either a pop-up camper at one point uh and you know tents before that uh and we may have actually reverted back to tents after owning a pop-up camper so 
we were always just on the go or doing something. And I think that that kind of transferred into mine and my, and my brother, honestly, here as of late, um, since he's had kids, we kind of adopted that same mentality. You know, we're always just looking for that new experience and, and really focusing on those experiences being outdoors. So, um, I met a girl, obviously that's, uh, <laughs> that's why everybody, that's, that's why everybody leaves their home state. I'm pretty sure. Uh, that's I met why a I'm in Missouri. That, uh, so, yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You'll follow. Um, and, and that's how I wound up in Richmond. Um, you know, she, she wound up going to the university of Richmond and we did the long distance thing and eventually, uh, you know, made that transition. And I tell you what, now that I'm here, uh, I really just, I have a hard time seeing myself live anywhere else. Um, I, I had a daughter about almost, it'll be three years in August. Um, and then she's, she's just really reignited as a late that, uh, that fire in your belly to travel and adventure. Right. Cause I'm, I'm living through her at this point. Yeah. So, uh, and that, that really is the driving force of, of, you know, why I travel so much and the things that I do and being active and out, you know, outdoors and just engaged like that is, is I just want her to be part of that too. Yeah, no, that, that totally makes sense. Um, all that from, you know, meeting a girl and, and just following her wherever she's from or wherever she goes, I get that. Uh, and then, and then the, the kid thing as well, I have a, a three-year-old, a two-year-old and a three-month-old. So, um, I'm, I'm in that stage too, is trying, you know, trying to reunite that fire and kind of live through them and, and share and let them experience the same thing, you know, I had growing up and it sounds like you're doing the same. Right. Yeah. I mean, I've always had a, uh, a little bit of a childish, uh, uh, you know, personality and fun and lighthearted. And, uh, you know, I, I don't, you know, it, it allows me to, uh, bring more of that out of me. And I've got an excuse, right? Like instead of being that weird person, it's like, I'm doing it from a kid, you know, but in all reality, it's just, I finally like, feel like I get to be myself. <laughs> you, you found your people, even if your people are toddlers, it's okay. I that's get right. It. You know, it's, it's like having a best friend that's always broke. So right. <laughs> that's awesome. So, so growing up, um, in Kentucky, obviously, you know, you, you did a lot of, uh, camping and, and RVing and that kind of stuff were, I mean, were they, were, I guess the activities, were they more based around, you know, just hiking or, you know, rafting or kayaking kind of water activities or just kind of whatever you could find that weekend and for that week? Uh, it was, it was mostly always outdoors. Uh, you know, we never as a family really got to go to like, uh, I guess Kings Island was as close as we could get to a, uh, like an adventure park. So still this day, since I've lived in Virginia, uh, I've neither been to Kings Dominion or the one down the other road, Bush Gardens. Yeah. In there. So, uh, it's just not really in my personality. And I, and I think, like I said, getting back to passing things on at an early age, that's when those things are really instilled in you is, is what you value, uh, what you value as an adult when you're older. So, yeah, I mean, we we tended to just gravi gravitate towards out outdoors. I mean, my it was two boys, my brother, uh, he's two years older than me. And, uh, you know, my mom with two boys, I mean, we were wild, man. Like, <laughs> we needed to be outdoors so we didn't break anything. Um, we, we did a lot of just backpacking, overnight backpacking, not, not so much necessarily focused on long hikes or anything, but more just, uh, you know, off the trail 
right? So kind of getting off of what we're told to go down or, you know, follow this trail, look at these trees, you know, look at this overlook. It's like, just take a right. Yeah. <laughs> just take a right and just go on and keep going and, uh, you know, keep track of where you've gone, do it safely, <laughs> but you're going to see things that, uh, God, there's secrets. There are secrets out there in the woods, man. And it's really cool. Um, and then, so in the, uh, that was more in the fall and the winter is when we spent our times in the, in the woods. And then, uh, you know, when summer came along, we were, uh, lake living people. Um, it was wild. I felt like all my childhood was just like, uh, that Zach Brown toes in the water. That was <laughs> yeah, my yeah. childhood since I was in diapers. And I look back and, you know, I think at a certain age, you don't really, uh, you take for granted, uh, you take for granted the things that, that you grew up with. And then now that I look back as, as my pictures growing up versus like maybe my wife's pictures is growing up. Like, I'm like, man, I had an awesome childhood. Yeah. <laughs> like very at the time. I mean, I realized that we were just poor, but uh, you know, looking back, I'm like, man, those were, you know, wild times, you know, where other people are, you know, maybe at a, a, a petting zoo or something, you know, I'm out, chasing snakes or, or whatever <laughs> like i'm really engaging with the animals so uh yeah i, I don't want to say it's in a supervised manner but uh the most time it was in a safe it was in a safe space so yeah so well that's so you so you kind of hit on something interesting i mean a good point there i think you know that's that's one of the other kind of beauties of the outdoors because it it doesn't necessarily matter your financial situation to go outside go to a park you know find your own uh your own petting zoo out there you know whatever that is climbing up trees as a roller coaster or replacement or anything like that so you know that's that's is that kind of a, a beauty of it in that sense yeah it it really is um you know the outdoors is affordable for everybody i don't <laughs> I don't care, you know, how much money you got sometimes, you know, to the point that you're forced to be outdoors in some people's uh, situation, that's really unfortunate, but, um, there's just when, you know, I don't know, there's just some type of peace, uh, calmness that comes with being outside. So, yeah, totally a, a full, full reset. So, um, and then, so, so you met your wife who was out in, uh, university of Virginia, right there around Charlottesville, which I know is a beautiful area as well. Um, oh uh, no 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 no! University of Richmond. Yeah yeah. Oh, University of Richmond. I thought you said of Virginia. Yeah. Uh, now University of Richmond. Yeah. Ah, okay. I, I might get one to the back of the head this evening. Now. Want <laughs> <laughs> we'll to go back and replay it? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We can edit that out, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. No. She she uh, she did. She went to U of R, which is an amazing campus. I mean, I just want to give them a little plug. If you live in the Richmond area and you haven't been over to that campus, it's it in itself is a uh, a park uh that's very nice so check yes. that out again <laughs> yes yeah well okay. and you can fish there so you know if you like fishing it's two for one. Oh, right there in the campus yeah yeah you can fish right there on the campus we've actually done a few uh uh volunteer things with beyond boundaries out there where we take the kids out and we fish with them and stuff and uh the last time we were there uh one of the kids caught like a this is probably like a 14 inch bass 
Wow. It was incredible. It was awesome. I was it. Yeah. It was he was the coolest kid for the next, you know, 45 minutes to an hour among his peers. He was a superhero. So it was really neat. That's awesome. Yeah, I've uh, I've been through uh, the U of R campus a couple of times, but it's been a long, long time ago. I went to Virginia Commonwealth University, so I didn't you know really venture out that way too much. Yeah, but that yeah. way was that far away from us. But um, yeah, VCU's a lot like University of Kentucky. Um, it's just you know more of an urban campus. Yeah, kind of sprawled out all over the place. So yeah, so so once once you met her and. You know, you, you decided to to take the take the leap and and move out there. What were like, I, I guess, like the biggest similarities and the biggest differences from you know the other places have you been that you've been you know growing up and all that stuff? Like, was there a little bit? Uh, you know, you you mentioned you know you don't see yourself you know moving away from Virginia. Were, were, what are the things that kind of you know brought you to or like made you think that? I guess. Um. To be honest, when when I saw the James River, uh, you know, I used to visit when she was in uh, undergrad and I would come up, I would work four 10 hour days and then I would drive every Friday uh, over over to Richmond, which is about back then. It was about anywhere between seven and a half to eight hours. It's a little bit quicker now because the roads and stuff over the years. But, uh, you know, I got to to get to see the James river park system and, and where I grew up in Lexington, we had farm. I mean, it was horses, fences, cattle, uh, dirt, rocks, creeks. Uh, we didn't have a big river like that. We, we were out there playing mud puddles, catching crawdads and stuff. And, and now I'm like, you know, this guy from out of town walking across at that time, the uh, Pottersville bridge didn't, didn't go all the way across. And uh, just sitting there watching people whitewater raft. And then behind you, you had these high rises like, you know, the BBNT tower <laughs> or, or Dominion and stuff like that. And I'm like, this is just it, it was a lot. And still to this day, it's a lot for me to wrap my head around, um, you know, how that came to be, because there's so many towns that do have rivers that flow through the middle of them that that still don't have that type of access. You know, it's also personal property or something like that. So which getting back to, you know, the conversation about money and access to the outdoors, you know, this city allows access to, to those resources, no matter how much money you earn. Yeah. And, and since my, I guess I left there in 2014, I think sounds right. So, and every time I go home to visit and that kind of stuff, I, I try to get to Richmond if I can. And it's, it's crazy how much has changed just from when I was going to college there as well. And it keeps growing and, you know, seeing, you know, seeing what beyond boundaries is up to and, and friends and family that are still back home and everything. Um, yeah. it's, it's still kind of progressing in that way, which is to your point is awesome that they're making it so accessible to, to anybody to go out and hike or hang out on a rock or, you know, whatever that may be, but. Absolutely. Um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with, uh, you know, where Huguenot flatwater landing is, but, uh, they've since put a, um, a handicap accessible ramp. Oh, cool. Uh, you know, down into the water to, uh, to, to help people that have those, those issues get, you know, in and out of the water. It's, they're just trying to make it, you know, adaptable for everybody. Uh, you know, whether, regardless of your, your physical impairment or, uh, you know, your, your financial status or your age, um, you know, get down to the river and take advantage of those resources. Um, it, it's really, it's really good for your mental health. I can tell you that much. Yeah. Um, but, I, I can, I was going to say, I can totally relate with you though, as far as, you know, coming home 
and seeing um, all the changes in your city since since 2014. I'm sure it's it's overwhelming at times. The amount of Richmond has grown in yeah. the, the, that short amount of span. Um, it's it's crazy. It yeah, it really is. And to your point, uh, yeah, nature nature heals all in that sense. So you know from from everybody at the top all the way down to the bottom or, you know, that's probably not a good way to describe it, but, you know, different uh, situations and whatnot, you know, it, it's, that's kind of the power well, it, and, the, and the freedom of it, you know? Yeah. Well, I think it, it breaks, you know, it breaks everything down to a very simple uh, moment that it's you and nature and nothing man-made, you know, like you don't have your cell phone in your face. You don't have a TV or a phone glued to your ear or, I mean, even, you know, even a book, just sit there, just sit there and, and watch, um, and just chill out. <laughs> you know, yeah. like it, it goes a long way. It really does. It almost allows you to press reset. So. Oh, it, it totally does. You get, you know, hear, hear the water, hear the birds, hear whatever wildlife. And then even, yeah. uh, even hearing the, probably the crazy kids, you know, hooting and hollering and doing whatever too. It's kind of, uh, it, it all goes together. Yeah, just live in the moment, right? Like live in that moment and suck it all in because you know your your little life here on this earth is is really minuscule when it comes down to it. So you just enjoy it. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So so kind of to that point, you know, we mentioned you know Richmond specifically, you know, you being there and and how how the city has kind of adapted to to making things more accessible and that kind of stuff. And I know, obviously, you touched on Beyond Boundaries. We're obviously familiar with Beyond Boundaries as well. But how, um, how, or I guess, at what point when were you like, hey, you know, I need to find, uh, you know, an organization that's kind of all about this, making you know this enjoyable and accessible for everybody, and kind of get involved with them. Like, where where did where did that kind of aspect of it come from? So, uh, my brother that I mentioned earlier, he's, uh, two years older than me. Um, he was, uh, he went deaf when he was about probably 18 months old, somewhere around there. He got a real high, uh, fever and it wound up busting his eardrums. And, wow. uh, yeah. So, so I've always had basically as long as I've been alive, I've always had, uh, you know, a deaf brother and, and I've had those communication barriers and those cultural differences, which is I'm still trying to wrap that around my head. How you know? But there is there's a cultural difference between deaf people and hearing people. Um, yeah. So uh, you know, I've always had to like navigate those those situations with him, and I think growing up with that in the house, it, it created a, a definitely a very protective. Uh, empathetic side of me because I see I got to see what what I was going through and I got to see what he was going through relatively in a short amount of time in high school and uh you know he's really 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 smart and there were situations where he got treated where you know he may have had a different disability than what he actually had and uh it was just tough to watch I think growing up so I've always had this I guess, uh, urge to help, uh, anybody that I see in that situation. I mean, I've, I've seen people almost start fights with my brother just because they're like, Hey man, what's up? You know, trying to talk to him. And then they think that where he doesn't even acknowledge them that he's being a smart aleck or, you know, aggressive, you know, depending on who the person is. So just seeing like things that are completely out of, out of his control and how they affect 
how he navigates life, I think is, has just really uh, carried a lot of weight with me over the years. So, and I'm really proud of him here lately. Uh, like two years ago, he really got the bug and uh, he sold all of his possessions. Uh, oh, this is, this is a good one. He sold all of his possessions. Um, his two daughters, which at the time were uh, nine and nine and five, and his wife, they, they bought 40, 45 acres up in Minnesota. Uh, it's kind of northern <laughs> Minnesota, just north of Brainerd, a population of 166, if I recall. <laughs> they lived in a tent, Jeremy. They lived in a tent really? for uh, a little over 13 months while they constructed their house on the property. Oh. And they are full-blown, like, homesteading up there. I mean... They've got a really, really nice house. Uh, you know, they sold all their stuff in, in Kentucky and their house. And uh, they've got snowmobiles and all this heavy machinery and stuff. <laughs> and, I mean, they're just, like, living their best life up there. Uh, my brother actually just sent me a video a couple of days ago of, of his daughter, which is now, she's 11. Uh, and she's driving a skid steer around. <laughs> so, you know, you, you start seeing these I don't want to say cultural differences as far as deaf communities, but like just regional too, like where he's taking his kids and he's removed them out to the country there. They're doing things that, you know, there's 30 or 40 year old people that have never sat behind the wheel of a, of a skid steer. And I think that given those opportunities are really cool. Yeah. So, you know, being able to get in with beyond boundaries and provide these experiences, um, they can really develop your, your character. They can develop your personality and they they can really develop how you interact with people in social uh, social uh, events, you know, so or, or interactions. I think is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um, so when I when I got the opportunity to be uh, to volunteer with Beyond Boundaries for the first time through uh, actually through uh, Jacob's Chance, uh, it was it was just a really lasting impression. And gosh, I you know I haven't really. I volunteer a lot. Let's put it that way. I spend a lot of time with Beyond Boundaries. It's it uh, it really just uh, fills my cup up. So that's awesome. And and to that point, and I mean this in, in a very positive way. But in your case, you know, you said I, I volunteer there a lot and all this stuff. But I, I'm sure to kind of to an extent, maybe this is the right way to say it. But it's almost in a selfish way from your perspective too, because like you said, it, it's filling your cup up. It's making you feel good. It's doing all this stuff. But at the same yes. time, you're helping whoever that is feel that same exact way. So it's, you know, it's kind of one for one in that case, which is, is the it perfect is. Um, storm, right? Yeah. I mean, nobody, I mean, the worst thing is going and doing something that you want to, you don't want to do, but um, let's say somebody else gets enjoyment out of it. That's called work. Um, <laughs> you know, I go every day and I trade a portion of my time and my knowledge in exchange for a check. Uh, I'm not going to go and do something I, I don't want to do necessarily for free. <laughs> yeah. So by being able to get into the outdoors and do these things and, and, and share this knowledge that I've acquired over the, the last, uh, you know, 30, 37, 38 years um, with people that, that truly value it uh, and, and it puts a smile on their face and just makes, you know, it's something that that they may re remember for a long time. I think there, you can't put a price tag on that. The paycheck that I get back is, uh, there, there's no amount. 
Yeah. That, and that, and that totally makes sense. You know, that that's what, at the end of the day, that's, that's what that's all about, you know, um, you know, being able to give back to the community in that sense, giving back to other people that, you know, let's face it. A lot of people won't give certain people the time of the day, or they, they don't understand what the situation is. So, you know, like your brother's case, you know, they, they don't, they know they can hear them, but you know, so, so they, I can't even imagine, you know, the, the types of stuff that they go on on a daily basis, but then, you know, here's this, this program, this opportunity for, you know, people like yourselves and, and all the other volunteers to, you know, go out there and kind of show them that joy, share that smile, catch that fish, you know, whatever you're, you're doing, um, is, is really awesome. Absolutely. And I, and I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm getting to do it twice too. You know, I, like we, we talked about having, you know, young kids and stuff every time, that I do those things, you know, I'm, I, there's, there's occasions where I bring my daughter with me and, uh, you know, so she'll get to fish for her first time. And not only is she fishing for her first time and having those experiences, she's also having them with, uh, people from all walks of life, which is yeah. really, really, I mean, that's a whole nother, uh, rabbit hole. We can go down all, all together about how to raise your kids or, and, and everybody believes that, you know, they know best and that's great. I think that that's the way it should be that, that's how we keep, you know, a, a very diverse uh, culture is by sharing, you know, uh, passing that on to your kids, right? Like fishing was important uh, aspect of my life when I was a kid. That's definitely going to be something that I, I don't, I shouldn't say push, but I, that's going to be something that I push on my daughter uh, because I want her to have those same memories that I have. Um, now, if she doesn't want to do it, you know, that I'm not going to push her, but uh, I definitely like kind of get her excited about it. So yeah. Hopefully, and, hopefully that lasts a long time. <laughs> nah, I hope so too. That's awesome. Cause you know, to, uh, you know, you're, 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 you're laying that, that found that foundation, that framework. And at her age, she's not necessarily going to get it right now, you know, but being around that as a, as a kid or fully understand it, you know, um, but as she gets older and you're still doing it and, and then it kind of, it kind of builds and builds and builds and she's going to get way more out of that than, you know, reading a, about how you should act or, you know, whatever online, but actually that firsthand helping experience. And like you said, you, you still get that bonding moment with her, um, which is, you know, it's, it's twofold, well, I guess threefold. Cause then you're still there too. So everybody's happy. even. <laughs> right. I mean, it, it boils down to like, like you, I think you kind of touched on it there for a second. Um, you know, I can read about fishing or I, and I can watch videos about fishing. I can watch, you know, Saturday, Sunday morning fishing videos, whatever, or I can grab the rod and I can walk down here to the water and I can go do it. And I think that, uh, you know, someone once told me that, that uh my version of reading a book was fishing like that's you know because i'm not a big i'm not an avid reader uh and it's always been something that uh i've been jealous of other people that that truly receive uh enjoyment out of reading no matter whether it's uh you know the newspaper i can read the newspaper but uh like just stories you know nonfiction, fiction stories whatever whichever you, you like i just don't i can't sit still that long and and read somebody else's story. And I feel like I have my own story to be living. And, you know, th that means going out and picking up the rod and doing it myself. Uh, I want to be able to tell the story, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that, that makes, that makes perfect sense. Um, you know, get the, and there's, there's really no, no replacement to that. Um, 
you know, obviously there's probably some things you could read about that a lot of people uh, don't have the opportunity to do, but the majority of them, yeah, like right. you said, you can, you know, go out there and, and do it and live it yourself and get that, that experience. And plus, plus uh, not only that, you know, depending on who you're with, you know, you're, you're uh, r- helping write the other person's stories as well and learning about, you know, the previous chapters and everything. So it's, yeah. uh, I'm planting those seeds. Exactly. Um, you know, I'm, I'm planting those little outdoor seeds is, is how I look at it. And, and just trying to make sure that every experience that we have, whether it's with my daughter or beyond boundaries or Jacob's chance is a positive experience because I want them to come back and I want them to do it again. Uh, so, you know, there are days where I ask Savannah, I'm like, Hey, you want to go fishing? And she's like, no, daddy, I don't want to go fish today. I'm not going to push the point, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think it's important too that, <laughs> and this, we've had some issues on this one, but, while we're actively fishing and, and she decides she's finished fishing and, and I'm obviously not finished fishing. Uh, there's been some times where, you know, I have to really check myself and say, Hey, it's time. This isn't about me. Right. Like I have to pack this up and I have to go. Yeah. home. I want her to have a positive experience. I don't want her to have a meltdown. And then every time I'm like, Hey, you want to go fishing? She remembers that, that moment or, or the same with, like I said, Jacob's chance, you know, if, if there's a big tangle or something, you know, just, you know, I cut the line, tie a new hook on. It's faster than going through that whole process and just keep, keep the good times associated with the activity. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. And that, that makes sense. And that kind of leads me to, to one of the questions I always like to ask our guests and, and honestly kind of, uh, you know, going kind of down this perspective, I wasn't exactly, uh, expecting, but I, I kind of love it. So to that point, I mean, what, what would your piece of advice would be for, I guess, one that someone that's trying to get involved, um, you know, with, with different nonprofits, you know, you mentioned a couple of great ones there, but get involved with them, help them out, you know, but maybe they're intimidated for whatever reason. And then at the same time, you know, getting, getting other people involved with them, whether it's a friend or maybe your kid or whatever, where, where would you, I guess, tell them to, to start? So for me, um, that, I think that's the biggest issue was, was it's something I'd always wanted to do, but never knew how to get involved or intimidated by contacting these people or just show up. <laughs> I mean, I hate to sound like that guy, but just find out what's going on. If there's a beyond with, within reason, you know, if it's a, a whitewater raft then I wouldn't recommend showing up, but like <laughs> if there's a class going on that you know about or there's uh, an event that, that seems appropriate that you can just show up or maybe even spectate, right? Uh, like some of the efficient events or something, just, you know, just find out where it's going on, show up. Uh, they're usually fairly small organizations and, and more often than not, they're excited to see you, right? Nobody's going to turn you away. If you want to go hang out with uh, Keep Virginia Cozy, Brian over there, you, you don't register or anything like that. You just show up. and. Uh, you'll meet people that, uh, that, that volunteer a lot across these different organizations and, and they could be your possible avenues to get into those more select, uh, venues, like, like I said, like whitewater rafting or something, especially if you've got a skill set that is, uh, desirable, whether it be, uh, sign language or, uh, you know, uh, some type of speech background or physical therapist or anything that, and that's that's just getting into one side of it like my background is really simply just in fishing and being outdoors and and i've I've just found so many little things that i get to pass on to these these kids uh 
it, just go, just show up. That's my advice. Yeah, <laughs> uh, no, I, I love it. You know, and to your point, you know, one extra person is going to make that organization's day because one, they know the word is getting out and two, they know that you care enough to show up and see what they're about and, and lend a hand. And then it just kind of builds, builds that relationship and creates that, that relationship yeah. for things farther down the road, you know, whether, what, whatever that may be. So no, I think Absolutely. that's. Yeah. Don't, don't be intimidated by your skill set. you know, uh, whatever it may be, there is a use for you uh, in these. If, if you, have the general initiative to even go do it we're we're already off to a good start right <laughs> <laughs> the fact that you want to be there uh is is a great start so just let's go with that nobody's going to turn you away just show up and uh and be you know have a positive attitude yeah for sure no i i totally agree totally agree so so to that point where where can people find you online and then if you want to you know drop any of those other kind of nonprofits that people should uh, check out as well to see how they can get involved if they're if they're in the Virginia Richmond area uh, where, where they can find everybody so you can check me out on Instagram uh, at adventure underscore Virginia it's got you know basically everything that I'm doing with my family uh, down to concerts mechanical stuff outdoor stuff and I've got a, an amazing dog that goes almost everywhere with <laughs> and her her story is really fun too uh as far as volunteering man get with uh beyond boundaries uh at beyondboundariesrva.org you can go to uh, jacob's chance i'm not sure what their website is but you can look it up and check out uh instagram keep virginia cozy a uh, really good organization doing some really big things to to really maintain the outdoors uh here in central virginia so awesome well everyone definitely make sure uh check out his account, see what adventures he's up to. And then, uh, the nonprofits as well to, you know, whether you're, you're in the Richmond, Virginia area and you can get involved with one of those specifically, or, Hey, you know, it might inspire you to find your own, uh, your own nonprofit in uh, your neck of the woods. But anyways, uh, Trent, I appreciate you taking the time to share your story and, and let them know kind of what you're all about. And I love it. So, um, you know, I, I hope the, the rest of the year is awesome for you and I appreciate it. Absolutely, man. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for listening. And hey, if you made it this far and like what you've heard, go ahead and hit that subscribe button and let your friends know about life in motion. Until next time.